0: few years back, my friend Justin Warner from Food Network moved out to South Dakota. He opened a ramen joint, and he is always posting pictures of all the great food he's not only cooking, but eating all over South Dakota. He's always telling me to come visit. And you know, one of the best ways to experience a new place is to eat your way through it. But it's equally important to live your way through it, too. And when you summer in South Dakota, you can fill up on all the lake days, hikes, rides, and small-town strolls that'll leave you with a regained sense of wonder and a hunger to do it all over again. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time. I travel South Dakota. Tell me more about the micromanaging of beverages that you engage in at home.
1: (laughs) Well, I've switched out ice cubes in a drink halfway through.
0: Do you do that sometimes when there's other people around?
1: I don't let other people know. That I'm doing that, but I have, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> What kind of reactions do you get if they if they if they pick up on it?
1: Uh, nobody's figured it out. No, that's that's not something <laughs> you tell people. This let's keep this just between us. <laughs>
0: This is The Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. Each week on our show, we obsess about food to learn more about people. Before we get into today's show, I have big news on the pasta front that I'm so excited to share with you. As of this month, Sfollini's original cascatelli is now in Whole Foods nationwide. No longer just the New York area, it's in all Whole Foods. And remember that recently it also got added into a whole bunch of Walmarts. Not all, but a lot. So head to your local Walmart and or Whole Foods to get your cascatelli. On top of that, there's more. Our newer shapes, Quattratini and Vesuvio, are now in all locations of the Fresh Market. That's 170 locations across the eastern half of the U.S. And also, Quattratini and Vesuvio are in all locations of Texas's own Central Market. Of course, you can always get all three of my pastas direct from Sfolini, including the variety pack, which is in stock and ready to ship right now. That's all at Sfolini.com. So go get your pasta. Let's get into today's episode. And first, let me just get myself a sip of a beverage. Hear that sound? You know what that sound is, right? That sound... is the topic of today's episode. Yes, it's true. Today we're devoting the entire episode ice cubes. Now, I'll have you know that in the 13 and a half year history of the Sporkful, this is actually our second entire episode on this topic. The first aired on January 17th, 2010. It was episode number two of our show in which I gave a chilly reception to an ice opinion from my friend Mark Garrison. So I'm going to say a true iced coffee must be made with coffee ice cubes. Otherwise, it's just a water coffee. Ice coffee means coffee with ice. Now, I've gone so far as to look up the definition of the word ice in the dictionary, <laughs> oh, and I oh, have no. it oh, no. here before me, and it says as follows, ice, noun, the solid form of water. I All rest right. my case. All right, you've made An ice coffee <laughs> has to have ice. As it turns out, in setting our show's crystal clear critical eye on ice, the sporkful was 13 and a half years ahead of a trend. Vanity Fair is calling 2023 the best year in ice since the invention of the Frigidaire. TikTok and Instagram are full of crafty ice cube videos, and countertop ice makers are selling for nearly $600, even though, yes, most of us already own ice makers, also known as freezers. On top of all that, there is news in the world of ice. Once known for its glacial pace, ice news today is breaking. Breaking. Starbucks is changing
1: a key ingredient of their cold drinks. The coffee shop chain is changing its
0: ice cubes. Bucks Starbucks is changing a key that, ingredient to one of its cold drinks. Starbucks says the new ice is made is with machines Facebook that use less water, and the company has a goal to cut its water usage in half by 2030. The coffee chain claims the change won't make the ice melt any faster, but a lot of people in our newsroom disagree. We'll dive into this Starbucks controversy a little later in the show, but it's safe to say that right now, ice is hot. And when ice is having a moment, there's only one person to talk to, Camper English. He's the author of The Ice Book, Cool Cubes, Clear Spheres, and Other Chill Cocktail Crafts. And his Instagram profile says, Camper English, Ice Cube Reporter. With a title like that, you can probably figure out how he prioritizes his freezer space.
1: At the moment, my freezer is 100% packed full of Logs of ice in Ziploc bags. And then there's one lonely box of baking soda in the corner.
0: So can I ask, do you live with anyone? No, I live alone. And uh, is there a significant other in your life? Nope. Not at the moment. I I don't want to pry too much into your personal life, but like occasionally from time to time, you go out on dates?
1: Uh, Occasionally. (laughs) Okay.
0: How early in the dating process do you let them see the freezer? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when does that news get broken?
1: <laughs> I, listen, I am not ashamed of my freezer. It is probably the best thing in my entire apartment. Um, it's that magnificent clear ice in the freezer in so many shapes and styles. It's delightful. It's more like, hey, want to come see my freezer? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Camper didn't always have a freezer full of crystal clear ice in various shapes and sizes, and he didn't set out to become America's foremost ice cube reporter. In college, he studied physics, then ended up working in tech until the dot-com bubble burst in 2000 and he lost his job, which meant he had a lot more time to devote to his hobby, making and drinking cocktails. He started a blog and wrote nightlife reviews for fun.
1: And along that way, I would learn from bartenders, you know, why do you shake versus stir? And uh, why do you do... One thing versus the other. And when it came to ice, a lot of bartenders were starting to make large ice cubes to use in drinks, and they would discuss how they thought the best way to produce them was to make the best and clearest ice cubes. And I thought that was really interesting.
0: This was in the early days of the craft cocktail trend when bartenders were putting more thought into how you want ice to melt into different drinks. Because as it melts, the ice is both chilling your drink and diluting it, which changes the flavor. In some cases, you want that to happen faster. In other cases, slower. And sometimes it's a matter of taste. Over time, Camper's interest in cocktails began evolving into an obsession with ice.
1: Ice is a super, super important part of cocktails, as well as other beverages. And in recent years, there's this sudden awareness that you have options in ice cubes. Uh, Everyone's woken up to the concept of you can have more than one type of ice in your freezer and use it for
0: different sorts of beverages. But uh, I've been in that zone for a bit. So in case you're not in that zone yet, let's begin with the idea that the size and shape of your ice cubes affects how quickly they melt.
1: The important thing to keep in mind is that ice melts from its surface. So the more surface there is, the more melting that's going to happen. And pretty much all of the chilling of a drink is going to come from the melting of the ice. And that correlates directly with how much water is getting into your drink and the dilution of it.
0: Right. So if you have one ice cube that's the size of a Rubik's Cube, if you were to take that cube and just cut it up into four smaller cubes... Even though it's the same total mass of ice, the four cubes would melt faster because there's more surface area exposed to the liquid. And so they would add more cold water faster to your beverage. Exactly. So let's look at a case where you probably want your ice to melt slowly. Let's say you're sipping a glass of straight liquor. You might want it to be chilled, but you don't want it to be 50% water. The single giant cube melts very slowly to chill without diluting too much. On the other end of the spectrum, there's pellet ice, also known as nugget ice. That's the chewy ice that's famously served at Sonic and also in many hospitals. It's made from shaving down a bunch of ice and then compressing those shavings into little pellets. It's great if you want a lot of melting and dilution, especially in soft drinks, or if you just want ice that you can chew on. Because it's made from pressed shavings instead of a solid block, it tends to feel softer on your teeth. But as I asked Camper, what about good old-fashioned ice that your freezer just makes or that you make in an ice cube tray? What's the use case for that?
1: In the cocktail world, think of something like a Tom Collins where the drink is usually shaken with ice and then that drink is poured over new ice. A regular-sized ice cube is great for that because the drink is already chilled and diluted and we're just kind of keeping it cold and diluting at a much slower rate when we're pouring it over new, full-size, just regular ice cubes. That's an ideal situation. You know, just a soda on regular ice, that's fine. Lemonade, fine. We're all good. I think a regular size ice cube is the most practical size. If you had to choose one, that's the one. And luckily, that's the one almost everybody has. (laughs) I don't have any of that ice. I've got to hand-carve it down from something in order to get like a regular (laughs) ice cube. Like
0: a la minute. (laughs) <laughs> Someone comes over to Camber's house, like, hey, can I get you a drink? Yeah, sure, whatever you're having. Camper disappears, like two hours go by. You hear like a saw from the in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Like what
1: you might think that's an exaggeration. Two hours but.
0: later, Camper comes out, water pouring down his face. <laughs> There's ice chips everywhere. <laughs> and he hands me the drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I've just had a great 20 minutes. I don't know what you were doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I do uh, <laughs> process most of my ice to order per
0: drink. Maybe this is just a uh, a terribly offensive question to our nation's foremost Ice Cube reporter. But well, you said the ice is essentially adding cold water to the drink. Why not just add a small amount of cold water?
1: The reason we don't just add cold water is because you're getting all of the energy not from the coldness of the water or the coldness of the ice, but the phase change from solid to liquid. The transition between ice to water, so melting of the ice, is what cools the drink at a much higher rate than just having ice in the drink or water in the drink.
0: Bottom line, the melting process, the actual transition, supercharges the chilling. That's the real advantage of ice over products that supposedly chill your drink without diluting it.
1: Yeah, things like those plastic ice cubes and whiskey stones, they don't do a lot for the drink because it's not the phase change with ice turning into liquid, which gives major cooling
0: power all at once. Also, I I would argue that dilution is part of the experience of drinking any drink with ice. A well-made drink should take dilution into account. And I enjoy it. Like I, I like when the first couple of sips of a drink kind of hit a little hard and they're strong and then it kind of mellows as you drink it and it changes and evolves. And to me like that's that's an enjoyable part of drinking a beverage.
1: Yeah. Drink recipes are written assuming dilution from ice. It's built into the recipe that you shake or stir or drink or give it an extra long shake because you want more dilution. Bartenders know if they're going to shake a drink that then is poured on, say, ice in a Collins glass, that they don't want to shake it a super long time and get it dilute because it's going to go over more ice and dilute even more. Where if it's a a shake and drink that's served up like a nice classic daiquiri, you shake the heck out of it because it's not going to get any more dilution once it goes into the glass. So there can be a lot of thought put into that that's kind of built into bartending that we just don't think about quite as much at home Until you start overthinking everything. (laughs) That's that's my secret.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully now you have a basic idea of why ice cubes matter, if you didn't before. But Camper, being a self-admitted overthinker and a physics major, wasn't content considering only the size and shape of different ice cubes. Back in 2009, when he first got the hots for ice, he decided to experiment with ice making at home, and he became obsessed with a problem that had confounded the ice world since the days of the woolly mammoth. Ice tends to be cloudy. You know how there's that whitish spot in the center of an ice cube when you make it at home? A lot of bartenders didn't want that. Camper didn't want that. He wanted to figure out how to make ice that was perfectly crystal clear.
1: I thought it was an an interesting problem and maybe an easy one. (laughs)
0: Little did I I know. (laughs) Yeah, fast forward 14 years, he's still talking about it. (laughs) Yep, it would become my thing. What causes cloudiness in most ice?
1: Most of the cloudiness in cloudy ice is caused by trapped air and other impurities, and that's like... You know, the minerals and the water, perhaps the uh, chlorine and chlorinated water and things like that. Could be organic matter if you don't have great water to start with. But it's mostly the trapped air.
0: Because cloudy ice contains trapped air, it does melt a little faster than more solid clear ice. But Camper admits the main reason he wanted to figure out how to make clear ice is that it just looks so cool. And you might be thinking, wait a second. I know the trick. I've read about it on the internet. All you got to do to make clear ice is boil the water before you freeze it. Everyone knows that. Well, Camper's got news for you.
1: It does not work. And that's so built into popular culture that to this day on any post, like here's how you make clear ice. First comment is, did you try boiling the water? It's (laughs) as if it's this secret, but it's information that everybody has that is just wrong.
0: Camper turned his background in science and started experimenting. First, he tested an old trick he'd heard about from bartenders. Let ice cubes melt, then refreeze them. I started with regular tap water, froze
1: it, and then took a picture, let it melt, and then refroze it, took a picture and repeated that something like 10 or 12 times and posted that online and said, you know, here you go, fellas, it's not getting any clearer. Right. <laughs> I also tried things like uh, using distilled water, using carbonated water, although there was no chance that was going to work, but why not rule it out?
0: <laughs> Did you get discouraged?
1: I really didn't think it, my experiments were going anywhere, and I just thought it was fun to try. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the journey, not the destination.
0: For months, Camper got nowhere. Then he made an important observation. Throughout all these experiments, he'd been using different shaped containers to freeze the ice. Soup containers, takeout containers, lasagna pans. And he noticed that something was happening with the cloudy part of the ice. Where the ice was cloudy was different in different shapes.
1: And that brought me to the conclusion that most ice is cloudy in the center of the ice and not throughout the ice.
0: Right, like an ice cube will typically freeze starting on the outside and moving towards the center. Like if you ever accidentally taken an ice cube tray out of the freezer before the cubes were fully frozen, you'll notice the cubes have a hard shell and a watery center.
1: And when you do that, that ice will often look super clear. Right. Because the middle is still liquid, and that's where the air is. It just hasn't frozen
0: yet. So what did that tell you?
1: That ice with cloudy in the center... And he solidified the idea that where the last part of the water to freeze is, is going to be where the cloudy part of the ice cube is.
0: For his last push of inspiration, Camper turned to nature.
1: If we think about a skating pond, oftentimes we can see the fish uh, beneath us. Why is that ice clear? Well, the cold air is on top and it's not coming from below.
0: In other words, the ice on a pond is only freezing from one direction, from the top down. With ice cubes in a freezer, the cold is coming from all directions. So it freezes from the outside in, the center is the last part to freeze, and that's the part that's cloudy. If Camper could get the ice in his freezer to freeze in one direction, like a pond, then the cloudy part would form at one end of the ice, the last part to freeze. Then that cloudy part could be cut off. But how to do that? Well, he took a small lunch cooler, filled it with water, put the whole thing into the freezer. But he left the lid of the cooler off. So the walls and the bottom of the cooler were insulating the water from the cold of the freezer. But the top was exposed, so the cold air would only hit the top of the water, and that part would freeze first, just like in a skating pond. In theory, the water in the bottom of the cooler would freeze last, and that's where the cloudiness would be concentrated. It seemed like a good plan, but Camper wasn't sure if it would work.
1: So much of what I was doing was trial and error. So I got really used to error at that point. And <laughs> I'm not an optimistic person in general. So no, I, I wouldn't say I went into it with full confidence, but I, I was hopeful.
0: So you had this idea. I think that this can work. I'm not sure, though. You put the water into this soft-sided cooler with the lid off. You put it into the freezer. And however many hours or days later, you come back to look at it. And what do you see?
1: I saw a clear, thick slab of ice looking down uh, into the cooler, and I could tell that there was no cloudiness uh, anywhere near the surface anyway.
0: What did you feel?
1: I felt pretty good about it. That was an uh, unexpected solution to a problem that, honestly, hardly anybody saw it as a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) And that's true for a lot of things in my life. There's an
0: old Steve Jobs line. He said, give the people something they didn't know they wanted. That's what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. I guess I did that.
0: After nailing the process of forming big blocks of clear ice, Camper could cut the blocks into cubes, a process he says is actually a lot easier than it sounds. He called his clear ice method directional freezing. While he's the first to say he didn't technically invent it, he was largely responsible for popularizing it, especially in the craft cocktail scene. He posted about his breakthrough on his blog in 2009. Most of his readers at the time were bartenders.
1: I got some very enthusiastic initial comments. You know, you've done it, Eureka. And (laughs) I did see bartenders start bringing their own ice to cocktail competitions after that point. They would freeze a block of ice and travel with it, sometimes on the plane, to cocktail competitions. And I was real proud to hear that.
0: And what, like, they they packed a cooler?
1: Yep, they froze a cooler and packed a cooler.
0: Can you imagine if they lost their bag? (laughs) Maybe they brought it as a carry-on. They're like, I had to check all my prescription medications, but I'm carrying on this ice, because I'd be damned if I'm going to lose this cooler. (laughs) Directional freezing and ice aesthetics took a little while to really catch on in the mainstream. But in the last few years, companies have started selling home devices that make clear ice cubes. Meanwhile, Camper started teaching ice carving classes, which some people in the frozen water scene have started calling ice butchering. And in May, Camper released The Ice Book, Cool Cubes, Clear Spheres, and Other Chill Cocktail Crafts. It's a how-to manual for making clear ice in all kinds of shapes and sizes, as well as different colors and flavors, and even with flowers and other pretty things frozen inside. The whole thing is honestly kind of mesmerizing. On top of all that, Camper had the good fortune to have his book come out right around the time this big Starbucks ice news hit, which means he's been very much in demand as an ice commentator. Coming up, we'll get his take on that news. Plus, he'll share tips for making great ice at home, and we'll carve out some time to talk about ice history. Don't let your interest in this topic cool. We've just scratched the surface. Stick around. Now, a delicious word from our sponsors. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, a business tripper, or a long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. They've got over 7,000 locations in 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels, and you will get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. I especially love those Cambria hotels. They have locally inspired hotel bars with all kinds of specialty cocktails, downtown locations right in the center of all the action. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces. That way, if you're a business traveler, you'll be able to get all your work done. On-site restaurants, fantastic. And then at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles and great pools for the whole family and spacious rooms. I mean, if you have kids, you understand the importance of the pool. If you stay at a hotel with a pool... Almost nothing else matters. Fortunately, all the Choice Hotels take care of all the other stuff, too. But I mean, a pool is a great start. Whatever kind of vacation you're going on, whatever kind of travel you're doing, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. The weather's warming up. Have you nailed down your summer travel plans yet? I can tell you, we're working on ours and things are booking up, which is why you should be thinking about Norwegian Cruise Line. They have been raising the standards of cruising for more than 55 years. Let me tell you, when you cruise with NCL, you get award-winning specialty restaurants, immersive entertainment, and the most thrilling experiences at sea. Now, look, one of the great things about cruises in general is that you can visit and explore all kinds of different destinations, all with the ease of unpacking your bag just once. But Norwegian Cruise Line... They take cruising to another level and they take food to another level. With no set dining and entertainment times and no formal dress codes, you have the flexibility to design your ideal vacation. They have an incredible variety of truly authentic and fresh dining and bar experiences complemented by exceptional service. Listen to this. There are up to eight complimentary, and nine specialty dining options per ship, and up to 23 bar and lounge options. Come see why NCL's guest-first philosophy means exceptional service and unforgettable memories. Book your next vacation at ncl.com. At Boar's Head, delicious is in the details. And you see that in their incredible selection of hummus flavors. Boar's Head hummus is expertly crafted to achieve the perfect balance of creamy texture and refined taste. You can taste those chickpeas. You can taste the tahini. You can taste a little bit of acidity. It's got it all. I especially love their roasted red pepper hummus made with fire roasted peppers. You can even taste a little bit of that char. It's perfectly dippable. It's perfectly spreadable. This is the kind of thing you always want to have on hand in your refrigerator. Dip, scoop, spread, or smear boar's head hummus to your heart's content. Hummus so extraordinary, it can only be boar's head. Compromise elsewhere. I just got a very wonderful shipment of goodies from the folks at Reese's. And let me tell you something. These people remain the absolute worldwide leaders in bringing together chocolate and peanut butter. Of course, we know the peanut butter cups remain transcendent. But have you tried the Reese's sticks? They're wafers with peanut butter in between each wafer, all coated in chocolate. I mean, the combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter just brings people joy, and the folks at Reese's do it better than anyone. So shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold. Welcome back to The Sporkful, I'm Dan Pashman. Hey, have you ever had mayonnaise on a hot dog? It's a key feature of the Sonoran dog, among others. Well, keep listening to the end of this episode when I will experiment with adding Hellman's Spicy Mayonnaise to a hot dog. Let me tell you, the results are surprising. That segment's at the end of this episode. Also, check out last week's show. It was our third annual edition of our favorite game show, Two Chefs and a Lie. I talk with three people, Two are real chefs And one is an actor Pretending to be a chef I get no info in advance Can't look at the internet And can only ask Each of them Five questions Then I And you Have to figure out Who's lying That sounds delicious Chef Kirk I, I hope that that's real <laughs> <'Cause> It, <laughs> it is It really is and it's real You know It's uh, pretty unbelievable so, But it's real It's real <laughs> Play along with me This game is a ton of fun The 2023 edition Of Two Chefs and a Lie Is up now Okay, back to the show, and let me get my beverage. Ah, oh, so refreshing. All right, let's pick up my conversation with Ice Cube reporter, Camper English, author of The Ice Book. It's time to turn to the iceberg-sized news of the summer, the new Starbucks ice. Will it have a venti impact on their cold drinks, or simply a tall one? I wanted to ask Camper, but first, I recap the news. So, Starbucks has announced that over the next few years, they're going to be introducing new ice, a new shape and type of ice cube in their drinks, starting with stores that have a high volume of cold drink orders, and then over years going to the others. They say that these new machines will also use less water. I thought it was amazing. Iced drinks make up 75% of Starbucks sales and have been a huge part of their growth. And this is not just like iced coffee, but also all like the Frappuccinos, the frozen drinks that are blended with ice. So, What kind of ice was Starbucks using, and what are they switching to?
1: I believe it's solid ice, and they are switching to the chewy ice, the pellet or nugget ice that is pressed ice shavings. A lot of people enjoy chewing that. It melts pretty fast. For some people, that sonic ice, hospital ice, chewy ice is the best kind of ice in the world. And for other people, They're really opposed to this absorbent ice that's going to dilute too much and make you have to drink that iced coffee fast if you don't want it to taste watery. And so people have a lot of opinions all of a sudden about the type of ice going into their iced coffee.
0: Some folks had some savvy concerns. So first, let's fact check some of these statements, Camper. Will the new Starbucks ice melt faster?
1: I think the new ice will melt faster. (laughs)
0: Some people were concerned that because these ice cubes will be, I think, a little smaller, they may pack in the cup tighter, and therefore you'll end up with more ice in the cup and less beverage, presumably at the same price. Starbucks says that's not true. They said they tested. But like, do you take their word for it, or is there some merit to this concern?
1: I think the ice in Starbucks iced coffee is fairly small as it is. It's just not in the pellet shape. So... I think we can rule out the idea that it's a cup of snow that you're going to pour liquid over the top of.
0: So Starbucks put ice in the news. But this isn't the first great ice age. People were actually making and using ice long before refrigeration. They'd bring hunks of ice down from the mountains or cut it from ponds or lakes and store it in ice houses. Those ice houses were usually at least partly underground, and they used straw or sawdust for insulation.
1: And we find mostly ice used to store food and cool food rather than used in beverages throughout history until we get to the early 1800s when everything changes. And it's really largely due to one entrepreneur, Frederick Tudor, who cut up ponds and lakes in Massachusetts and had the idea to put it on ships and sell it to hot climates, such as Martinique and Cuba and India, and these were all destinations for that Massachusetts ice, people
0: didn't have a lot of exposure to it. Camper says that to transport that ice, a special cargo hold for ships was developed. It elevated the chunks of ice above their meltwater and sealed it off from open air. When the first of these ships reached Martinique, two-thirds of the ice was still frozen.
1: And these times there were a lot of tropical ailments like yellow fever, and ice could be used for medicine, it could be used to store food, or it could be used as a treat like ice cream. But we can find diary entries where he's saying, if you get people used to iced beverages that cost the same price as warm beverages in the summer, they're never going to go back to drinking warm beverages. And that largely turned out to be true. (laughs) And so... American ice beverages became a specific association.
0: Even to this day, ice is more common in American drinks than in a lot of other places in the world. Like, sort of, like if you ask, if you get a a glass of tap water at a restaurant in most places in Europe, there's not going to be ice in it. Whereas in America, you'd expect there's going to be ice in it. And we trace that to Frederick Tudor.
1: Generally, we name him as as the guy who sort of popularized ice beverages. A lot of visitors to young America writing in the 1800s would comment on the extraordinary type of beverages Americans were drinking, iced beverages. Sometimes that was just lemonade, and sometimes that was the cocktails. But there was this general consensus of, if you go to America, you've got to try the drinks.
0: All right, camper, with all the ice news that's been breaking lately, you've been quoted in a lot of articles. A lot of people want your opinions on ice, and your book has a lot of practical info on ice. So now we're going to subject you to what we would normally call a lightning round, but today we'll call it the meltdown. You ready?
1: Uh, Let's find out.
0: I asked Borkful listeners for their hot takes on ice, and one of the most common rants was about chewing and crunching ice. One person said chewing and crunching ice should be illegal. Someone else said chewing ice is bad for your teeth. Are you pro or con chewing ice?
1: I don't like to chew ice. I don't care if other people do it in the privacy of their own home. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't hate it that much where I would shush somebody for chewing ice too loudly in the park.
0: (laughs) One listener wanted to know, how do you stop ice from sticking to the inside of silicone ice trays?
1: Some people say that if you're using distilled water, the... Cubes are stickier to the silicone trays, and you don't need to use distilled water. Otherwise, wait a little bit, and they slide right out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. Is it true that ice absorbs smells and tastes from your freezer?
1: Yes. By the next morning, your takeout pizza is now going to flavor your ice cubes.
0: Is it true that clear ice causes soda to fizz less than standard ice?
1: I've been hearing that a lot lately. I want to do a side-by-side comparison But generally speaking, it seems the answer is yes, but I do want to test it. Because there's more nucleation points on cloudy ice than there are on clear ice, and you need those in order to produce the trails of bubbles. That's why champagne glasses have purposeful flaws to create the trail of bubbles inside them.
0: Right, they have like a rough interior, like microscopically rough. Just,
1: Just like a couple little dents inside in order to create those bubble trails.
0: What do you think of iced coffee with coffee ice cubes that way your iced coffee never gets diluted
1: i think it's a great idea i haven't done it myself but it makes a lot of sense
0: Mm, all right i guess that's a point for my old friend mark garrison although i still don't think you should be able to call it iced coffee anyway are you as annoyed as i am by the idea of the drink of the summer yes every summer has to have a drink of the summer now they they start like in march and they argue till october about the drink of the summer is going to be
1: yeah, but my perspective on that is there are huge liquor corporations behind it trying to make their drink the drink of the summer.
0: Right. So we can all agree that the idea of the drink of the summer is stupid. But what do you think is going to be the drink of this summer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Aperol Spritz has really taken the world by storm.
0: My friend James Park, who's on Instagram at Jamesy World, he shared one that I guess has been out there for a couple of years. Have you heard of this one? It's called Spaghetti. Oh, Yeah. Like, like spaghetti. The recipe calls for Miller High Life. I assume you could use other beers of that ilk. You take the bottle of High Life, you drink a couple sips, then you add in Aperol just to like fill up what you drank. And then you squeeze in some lemon juice and drop the lemon in. Yeah. I tried this. I thought it was fantastic.
1: It's fantastic drink. It's so great. It's sort of like a high budget michelada.
0: All right, Camper, as we prepare to wrap up here, if there's one thing that people are going to take from this conversation, what would you want it to be?
1: When it comes to ice, you have options, and it's really fun to explore those options. And it's really cheap to make ice of different shapes and sizes at home and try them out.
0: And if you play your cards right, it could become a career.
1: If you play your cards wrong, it could also become a career. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is Camper English. He's America's foremost Ice Cube reporter and the author of The Ice Book. He's also written another book called Doctors and Distillers, The Remarkable Medicinal History of Beer, Wine, Spirits, and Cocktails. And he still keeps up his blog. It's at alcademics.com. Next week on the show, we dive into Barbie's complicated relationship with food and cooking. It's going to be a good one. Why wait for that? Check out last week's game show episode, Two Chefs and a Lie. This show is produced by me, along with senior producer, Emma Morgenstern, and producers, Andres O'Hara, and
1: Johanna Mayer.
0: Editing by, Nora Ritchie. Our engineer is, Jared O'Connell. Music help from Black Label Music. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher Studios. Our executive producers are Colin Anderson and Nora Ritchie. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. This is Sarah Michael from beautiful Central California, reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better. P.S. Hi, Dad! It's time now for a special segment brought to you by Hellman's Spicy Mayonnaise. My buddy Nick is a trained chef, which is why at this year's 7th grade picnic, where he and I were volunteering, he was running the grill. I was helping out, and we got to chatting. Nick, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to record this right now. I'm going to ask you a quick question that's been something on my mind, actually. What are your thoughts on the idea of mayo on a hot dog? You know what? I have never even thought of it and I'm ashamed of myself for not thinking about it because I like
1: mayo on anything, <laughs> anything. If I order a sandwich at a deli, I say, mayo, please. And then I say, when you think you put enough, please put more.
0: <laughs> I love mayo. And I feel like um, there are c- certain regional hot dogs that have mayo. Like the Sonoran dog, okay. uh, is a, it's a bacon-wrapped hot dog, and that's got mayo on it. And I feel like it's the kind of thing that when you first hear it, it sounds totally outlandish if you are not if you haven't grown up with it, so. but it makes a lot of sense. I want to test hot dogs with the Hellman's Spicy Mayo. So let's do it. When do you want to do it? <laughs> Tomorrow. So me, me in my backyard. I'm going to have a hot dog with mayonnaise on it, especially Hellman's mayonnaise. <laughs> Nick came over to my house to help me run some tests. All right, so Nick, we're here at my house. We're gonna- and early, yeah. after a long night. <laughs> Let's throw these things on the grill here. Yeah. After a few minutes, I checked on the dogs. These hot dogs look glorious. They're just about done, I think. I actually prefer the hot dog buns steamed, because then you get like the snap of the casing as a contrast to the soft doughy bun. Pretty soon, it was time to eat. So we're going hot dog, straight mayo. Hot dog, straight mayo. <laughs> I, I've never done this either. This is my mm. first taste of a hot dog with mayo. Mmm, this is phenomenal. It
1: really is. Spicier than I was expecting, but not too spicy. They also nailed how, you, firstly, it's a Hellman's product. First thing you get is mayo, the creaminess, and then right behind it comes the
0: spice. And it, I don't know, did you notice how it, like, creeps up on you, and then it gets a little spicier? Yes. It's still creeping up on me. It's still creeping up on me. <laughs> it's good. As I'm eating more and more of this spicy mayo, it's like, it's rich and creamy. What? But the spice kind of just, it not only adds the spice, it adds, like, an acidity to it that I feel like is just, cuts through the... the so what the, is the what is the they spice real, component? They got real chili peppers in here. They do. Yeah, it's good stuff. So <sighs> final thoughts here, Nick? Uh...
1: Final thoughts here is this is the best breakfast I've had in quite a while.
0: <laughs> in quite a while. Hellman's Spicy Mayonnaise is a great way to spice up everyday meals by adding deliciously rich and creamy flavor. Made with real chili peppers, it's got the classic creamy flavor of Hellman's mayonnaise, but with a bold twist. Head to hellmans.com slash spicy for more deliciously spicy recipes. Again, that's hellmans.com slash spicy. Deliciously spicy. A hundred percent helmets.